Lead Generation Strategies for B2B Tech Companies, a podcast by Brightvision. Here, you will learn how to generate great leads from the most experienced B2B sales and marketing people. Your host today, and always, is Jakob Levenbrand, CEO at Brightvision. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the B2B Legion podcast for tech companies. My name is Jacob Lovenbrand. I'm the managing director of Bright Vision, as well as host of this podcast today. So today in this episode, we're going to talk about programmatic advertising and specifically paid social and programmatic advertising for B2B marketing. And we have an expert joining us here today in this field, Sam Karov, the president and founder of the marketing agency Effective, based out of Chicago. Welcome to our podcast, Sam. We're so happy to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, awesome. So I'm so stoked to uh, dive into this area because it's it's uh, it's a very important topic uh, and becoming more and more so for B2B marketeers who maybe have had a tendency to, to rely more on organic growth and, and organic content posting and things like that, uh, comparing to B2C companies. So that's uh, why it's so important these days to, to understand the best practices and so, uh, for, uh, so forth about this area. But mm-hmm. before we dive into that and um, you know, pick your brain about this, can you just give us a brief background, what you're up to and how you ended up running Effective? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, Effective is, like you mentioned, a media research, planning, buying and measurement agency. Um, We've been in business for 12 years and we help both businesses and agencies with all those services, basically taking a top talent on demand approach um, and giving that to people. So I came out of Leo Burnett and Starcom where I was there for 13 years managing you know, $100 million a year of Gillette budget, for example, and um, managing an 18-person team, six-figure research budget. So kind of saw the world from the biggest of the big and, um, and then shifted gears and went to a small agency that um, kind of was on their way down. And I, I knew that, but I was um, just game for giving it a try. And by seeing sort of all of the things that they were doing wrong um, while also helping them with repositioning the agency, teaching them how to do digital, leading new business. Um, I sort of got the confidence to say, I could do this on my own. And when they folded, I started Effective and pulled two of their three clients forward with me and, um, and took a run at it, knowing that maybe there'd always be that plan B of going back to a big agency um, that's really no longer a plan B for me, but it's been a seamless transition into an amazing career where, you know, I chart my own course and we've de- developed this ability to, you know, deliver the same services that the holding company agencies do, um, without all the overhead. So we've, you know, got a billion dollars of buying experience a zero commission-based model, and we're 100% focused on ROI. That's great. Wow. So awesome. Uh, You have all the the experiences from the biggest to the largest uh, uh, accounts to, to, uh, you know, really starting and working from a small 
small agency perspective as well. So, so right. interesting. So for our listeners, when we dive into programmatic advertising and, and paid media uh, and all kinds of things, can we, can you just start by, with, you know, defining what's programmatic and paid social from your perspective? How would you define sure. it? Sure. So the way we define it is anytime you're using third-party data in a paid social platform um, and running various tests on channels, ad placements, audience strategies, and creative units, and making real-time optimizations across all of those combinations of things, that would be called programmatic. And I think you know, it's a big opportunity area in B2B. If you, if you had 100 uh, B2B companies in a room and said a show of hands for how many are doing trade shows, yes, like all of the hands are up. And then how about, you know, uh, trade advertising, both print and digital, maybe you lose some, but you still have maybe half the room. You ask them about programmatic display, programmatic video, programmatic paid social, and most of the hands go down. So a really big opportunity to um, educate and get um, brands testing and scaling their efforts. Um, and the motivation for um, programmatic paid social is about efficiency and effectiveness, right? So we look at um, the B2B publications. They're a little bit out of whack in terms of how they've priced their um, in inventory, you know, a hundred dollar CPM is not unusual for a lot of the um, run of, of, of site display. Um, emails are, you know, really inefficient when you look at a cost per click or a cost per website visit. So they're starting in a bad place with a very high cost per thousand impressions and their performance on a click-through rate is also two to three times worse. So when you multiply the high cost of the impressions and the low performance on the click, it ends up being about 70 times more efficient to do programmatic paid social. Okay, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Seven yeah. times. And that is probably what I think a lot of listeners who are, you know, practicing marketers, sitting, evaluating campaigns in different platforms, LinkedIn and other media tools uh, to really understand, you know, where's the bang for the buck. So right. if we go to that and see, you know, uh, what, what from your perspective, uh, when is it most effective? What kind of communication or messaging where when do you apply programmatic when it's most efficient you know mm -hmm. from an overall perspective if you just start there as well uh, right yeah i mean i think it can really work at all um stages of the customer decision journey um that's sort of the value of uh, of social ad units is that they're highly engaging um a lot of times there's the ability for a lead form in the ad unit for that um, purpose, but they all can um, handle video. Um, and it's all just that micro targeting. So 
you know, it works across the funnel. Um, and it's just, you know, about um, how to get started. So, I mean, I could kind of run through the steps that we recommend um, a brand take when getting into programmatic paid social. Um, I think it's about inputs and um, defining the target audience, understanding that audiences barriers and drivers of engagement and conversion, and then setting goals and budgets. Um, so I'll just kind of run through those four quickly, mm -hmm. but the inputs gathering stage is critical. We have a media brief that we use to help guide the conversation, but we wanna gather as much information as we can about the target audiences, the brand, the category, um, you know, shared trends is the, is the category up, down, flat, is the brand up, down, or flat in terms of revenue. Um, when a brand tells us they want to grow by five or 10%, we want to immediately try to translate that into dollars and customers so that we know how many new customers we're trying to acquire. Um, so that, that gathering of inputs is, is huge. We want to be able to build a plan on a strong foundation. Um, the next with target audience development, it's really trying to understand the segments in the market, the, you know, which ones we want to target and really understand again, what, why are they not doing what we want them to do? What are their barriers to engagement and conversion with this brand? What part of the funnel where the decision journey needs the, the most help. And that's where we're gonna push the marketing investment. And then lastly, the goal setting, budget setting, it's, it's funny, but most clients come to us without knowing either of those things. So you're almost at a non-starter when you're like, well, if you can't tell me what you wanna do and you can't tell me what you wanna spend, we're at a bit of an impasse, but we have a whole set of, tools and modules to help people get through that and set budgets based on a task-based approach saying, I want to grow by this much. We can reverse engineer plans to achieve those goals. So if we know that we want to get a defined number of new customers, we can back that out. How many you know, opportunities is that? How many leads is that? How many website visits? How many clicks? how many impressions, and then really what's the, the dollars that allow for that. Um, so getting into the um, goals and budget are a big deal. If we can't get at it from a business goal standpoint, we can also help with defining budget based on statistics and what are the minimum spends required to have stable reads on a number of tests. Mm. Well, thanks for uh, explaining that process. So interesting mm -hmm. to hear all those steps you need to take in order to set up a good campaign. And measuring programmatic is, is mm -hmm. a key since you need to optimize and so forth. And, and uh, ultimately, all campaigns want to drive uh, as good ROIS or ROAS as possible. I, I, mm -hmm. Is that the term you use return on advertising spend mostly, or do you have other ways to measure uh, KPIs for, for impact as well? Yeah, that's the one that we want to use the most. And it can be tricky with B2B 
because it's not necessarily a e-commerce purchase, right? So we can't tag that confirmation page and know the order value. It's a little more of a dotted line to revenue. You know, we have um, leads and then we re rely on client data to tell us how many of those leads became opportunities and how many of the opportunities became customers mm -hmm. so that we can match that and say, okay, generally, what was the return on ad spend of this campaign. So we want to be as tight as possible on that bottom line number. But what it is, is um, a little bit of a dotted line. And also, it's not something that we can optimize on during the campaign. And we definitely want to be making real-time optimizations during the activity. Mm. So for that reason, we'll back up and say, well, let's optimize on cost per lead or let's optimize on cost per website visit. Mm. And then it's, it's still that setting up of the plan to say, we think this plan will deliver this many visits at this cost per website visit. And then look at each you know, combination mm. of platform and audience target and ad placement and creative unit and say, okay, is it above or below that goal? Should we be increasing, decreasing, cutting um, this strategy based on the performance we're seeing on a weekly basis? Mm, yeah, good insights there, really mm -hmm. good. Uh, from an operational perspective, when you run a campaign uh, mm -hmm. and you set it up on different platforms, would you like the client to implement those systems by themselves or do you prefer running that from agency side or is it the mix or what's the best practice from your perspective there? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always doing everything start to finish. We're always open to a, a hybrid model. Um, you know, there's, there's that kind of collaboration that occurs with organic and paid. So organic tends to be in-house, paid tends to be, you know, agency-led. Um, and that's kind of, I think, the best way. I mean, we're always happy to plan and, um, and guide the buy, but um, everything we've been doing in programmatic paid social, we've, we've managed from start to finish. Mm. And which are the platforms and channels that you really recommend? Yeah, I mean, Facebook and Facebook and Instagram is um, hard to beat. They're always going to be number one on efficiency, both from an engagement and a conversion standpoint. Um, and, and some people have issue with that. They think that, you know, those are more for family photos and fun, and there's not really a place for work there. But um, the fact is they're just too big. There's so much daily usage that they're hard to ignore. You know, you look at an hour a day on Facebook is sort of an average, whereas you might get half of that on a monthly basis on LinkedIn and probably even less than that in any given B2B, you know, website. Mm. So the usage is there, the efficiency and the engagement is there. That's always sort of um, a, a usual suspect or almost a, a must have from there, you know, we've seen really amazing performance on Snapchat and are starting to test TikTok. Those, um, Snapchat can do all the same third-party audience 
targeting as Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. You can pull in LiveRamp, Bombora, you know, any Magenta, any third-party data to really ensure that you're targeting title, industry, company size, location exclusively. So there is no issue with Snapchat's too young. Um, it is younger, but the people that you're reaching are absolutely the people that, you know, have been defined by this third party to be the people that you want to talk to. Um, TikTok is different. There's no, there's not much targeting at all there. There's no third party. Their native targeting is very um, limited. So the best option for TikTok is retargeting. You know, if you have a, a website with decent traffic and can retarget that audience on TikTok, that's going to be your best bet in terms of B2B. Um, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and uh, Snapchat is very similar to Instagram and Facebook, as I understood, where you can actually use your, you know, target data from, from third party uh, uh, target data analytics system yep. like Bambora. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. And the, the really strong benefit with Snapchat is, is that swipe up is a website visit and it's instant mm -hmm. and it's a hundred percent, you know? So when you look at Twitter, Facebook, you know, it's a click and then there's a load and then there's a page and, you know, you lose maybe 60% of the uh, audience on that conversion from click to visit on Facebook, it's really awful on Twitter, maybe, maybe only 40%. Um, and I know they're working on that, but, um, with that swipe up on Snapchat, it's, it's been, a, it's a preloaded page that loads instantly and hundred percent of the time. So, um, it's pretty night and day on cost per website visit with that swipe up. Um, now th those tend to bounce a lot, but it's an opportunity for marketers to say, what can I do with my, the, the landing page for my Snapchat um, campaign? Because there's going to be a ton of, of views on that. Mm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And then one platform that I think maybe have a little bit of, you know, renewal, getting <laughs> into, into, uh, uh, you know, fashion again is Twitter, which is actually, from what I understand, um, growing again after a few years. You know, uh, hovering mm -hmm. on the on the stable. What do you think about using Twitter for paid and advertising? Yeah, I mean, it it should be better than it is on efficiency. Um, you know, both engagement and conversion. It's definitely um, more efficient than Facebook on impressions and and can be on, on like three second video views. Um, their issue is, you know, the cost per click is not gonna be as good. And then there's this really weird thing where those clicks just don't convert to visits as well. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you know, a combination of things, you know, page load and other things, but that's their big um, Achilles heel right now. So yes, it makes sense that, um, that they should be there. I mean, it's more of a business and personal platform, mm -hmm. um, especially in medicine and, and some fields like that where, you know, the academics and the kind of, you know, practitioners are all over it. Um, so it, it should be even better than it is. And, you know, we, we hope that they just keep pushing 
on product to um, to fix some of the issues that we've seen. Yeah, mm. agree. Well, interesting to hear. I thought it was more uh, <laughs> profitable to, to advertise there actually, but that's really good insights there from, from a specialist in the field. So thanks for that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the mothership in, in, in uh, B2B communication, uh, at least in Europe to a large extent is, is LinkedIn where yeah. a lot of companies go to when they want to promote stuff or, you know, create leads, download, mm -hmm. promote events, etc. But you're not that, you know, <laughs> sold on it. Uh, it's, so mm -hmm. what's your take on LinkedIn? How, how should you work with it to get it to, you know, not right. be too expensive in, in comparison to the other opportunities? Right. Well, I watched a really great um, uh, webinar on Bright Vision about LinkedIn. It was, it was great. And I think I agreed with everything. I mean, you know, this thing about if your average order size isn't 15K or up, you know, LinkedIn might not be a fit. I totally agree with that because, you know, it, it behaves a lot like B2B publications, $100 CPM, you know, $10 click, like that's mm. going to be a $20 website visit. And, you know, if you're, um, you know, what, what's that going to be on a cost per lead basis, maybe like $2,000, you know, I mean, you better have an expensive product and a good sales team to close on those leads, or it's going to be upside down. So um, I do think they hang much better on a cost per video view. So video is definitely something that, that, you know, everybody can do and, and feel good about the efficiency um, maybe it's two or three times more than Facebook, but, um, you know, it's not so bad. It's not the 10 or a hundred times more expensive than when you look at clicks and visits. Um, you know, the audience is solid, but we can do those same audiences everywhere else. Right. So, um, sometimes it's just that feel good thing of, I know I have the right audience here because it's all, you know, based on registration data. Mm. Um, but you know, we, we, yeah, I mentioned building audience based on industry title, company size, location. We use NetWise, which is, um, a really great kind of farm to table, uh, B2B data company. And, um, you know, we kind of help them along the way, get plugged into link uh, and I'm sorry, into live ramp and you can bring, you know, you can bring. Uh, uh, NetWise stuff into LinkedIn as well, um, help them kind of figure out their UI. So they have the self-serve uh, platform now where you can do what I said, build those audiences, you know, preview the sample contacts, review the metrics, make sure that the audience that you want is correct. And then you purchase it, you know, you buy it on a cost per record basis, and then you own the name, company name, LinkedIn profile link, email, phone, postal, everything that you know you can use to onboard and create custom audience, but also directly outreach. And then the beautiful thing is you've got that list that you can reference back to as these people become leads and customers, and you have that closed loop attribution. So that's that's sort of one way around LinkedIn. The other is seamless. So we have a subscription to Seamless, which allows us to build 
a list in Sales Navigator and LinkedIn, and then export it to Seamless where they'll append the B2B email, the personal mobile phone, the postal address. And then again, we can create a custom audience of that exact LinkedIn audience as much as matches. It's not 100%, but the matched um, list and onboard that to Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and run on essentially the exact same LinkedIn audience at you know one-tenth of the price on a CPM basis. That's awesome. So yeah. That's so smart to hack the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, that's really good tips there. I suppose it's not, um, you know, uh, open for everybody to, to work in those, uh, set up those systems, or is it, you know, just to, for anybody to, to set up those and start playing around, even though it might be complicated, but, uh, you know, how, how hard is it to get started to say? Yeah, you? no, it's, it's not. I mean, we, we offer it as a service because we subscribe, you know, we pay a monthly fee and both of those. So, you know, a company can go and get their own seed or use, you know, a company like ours to access that data and just, you know, buy what they need on a per use basis. Yeah. Awesome. Do you work as a sales, marketing or channel manager and would like to generate great leads to your B2B tech company? Then we are here for you. By creating a qualified sales pipeline and strengthen your position in the tech industry, we help you grow. Depending on your needs, we use effective strategies like inbound marketing, telemarketing, account-based marketing, and paid media. Get more information on brightvision.com. Another question I have is also YouTube. What do you think about YouTube for uh, B2B? Uh, is it is it worth the while to to be there or what do you think? It's it's hard because of the targeting. You know they don't have that um, that sort of industry and title based approach. It's going to be all search intent, right? So you're going to be able to identify your audience based on the way that they've searched and clicked and the the pages they visited. But you're not going to be able to go in and say, I only want to talk to Derma dermatologists, or I only want to talk to, you know, fintech CEOs, like they just don't have that. So um, it's just different. You know, it's highly efficient, complete video views. Um, you know, Google Display Network is highly efficient on um, cost per click, cost per website visit, but you have made that sacrifice in terms of the audience targeting. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Good point there. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of a, uh, B2B companies these days run really targeted ABM campaigns where you want to, you know, pinpoint more or less individual on a specific company or maybe five companies or 10 companies where you really want to talk to these five titles in each company. Mm -hmm. you know, if you was a marketing manager in a B2B enterprise solution with a you know, cost, uh, product, product cost that is above 15 K, you know, so, so there is an, an quite expensive offering you're, um, mm -hmm. promoting. What would be 
a good campaign set up from, from a promotion paid social perspective, so to say, that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost not a, a great fit because that list is so small, right? Anytime the audience size is that small, it's going to be really hard to spend on it. Um, so you're going to have to be a little broader than that in terms of the audience definition, and you'll get them and some others. But then I think it's it's about everything else. You know, it's about direct mail and connected television and outdoor um, and just finding all of the ways to reach them because they're so important to you. And um, you're just never gonna, you're gonna wanna spend more than you can spend on them in, in paid social. Yeah, okay. So that's that's the problem with ABM campaigns from a paid social perspective. It's it's just hard to buy impressions from these fifty people. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you need to find them, and then they need to you know click and interact and and watch your video. Right. Yeah, I get it. So interesting. Good point. Good point. So yeah. in other words, you need to use many different channels. You know, not only paid social, but also direct emails and and as you said other ways to communicate right. SDRs. And, and, I think uh, a big thing in, um, in B2B and any kind of enterprise software is this notion of, a, of an asset, a content piece, normally research-based, um, but it doesn't have to be, but essentially starting with their pain point. It's not about your product or your, the solution your product solves, but just the global issue that you know, we're all solving. And build that asset and do, you know, like IDG has band leads where they will do telemarketing basically to qualify the audience and say, are you this person? Are you, you know, what's your timeline? What's your budget? Are you the decision maker? If you meet those criteria, we will give you this highly valuable asset that you want to learn about your pain point. And then we'll talk to you about the company and then we'll talk to you about the solution. But it's taking that patience, you know, that patient approach to just building a relationship first. Um, and, you know, we, we strongly believe that that makes sense. Mm, yeah, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So um, what is it you think is, is the most common mistake companies do in B2B when they set up their paid campaigns or paid social initiatives? Um, I, I think it's partly just the, that's kind of, um, complacency and, um, habit to, um, to say, well, you know, I know that the B2B pubs are not great, but I just have to be there. Um, being, not being there would, would be a mistake. And I think there is sometimes value outside of the media value, um, that's fine. You know, if there's just um, a relationship um, or some other reason that you just need to be there, great. But it's just about saying, fine, like that's that, but let's get back to business. We can measure, you know, all the way through and we should. So instead of saying, well, I spent this last year, let's do that plus inflation or, um, you know, let's spend less because maybe we can get away with it. I think what we're trying to do is help people understand that um, you can predict ROI. You can have 
a reasonable estimate of the positive return that you can get with the marketing investment. And when you put it together that way and you see it come true, it's a game changer. That paradigm shift has occurred where instead of spending as little as possible and crossing your fingers, you're looking at how to invest as much as possible to maintain that steady state of positive return and start to test the waters on that point of diminishing returns. Oh, that's so true. Well, mm -hmm. thanks for, for uh, I think that's definitely something everybody should <laughs> contemplate on and, and think if we can improve in these areas when we set up our campaigns. Right. Say, yeah, and not be too complacent or, or default mode. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so interesting, Sam. I thank you so much for all the insights. And feels like you know you have a lot of things going on here for uh, both effective and, and a lot of content and stuff that I think a lot of our listeners is interested to. So uh, for everybody who, who wants to know a little bit more about you, your content or effective, where can we send them? Yeah, you can go to effectivemc.com. So that's E-F-F-E-C-T-I-V-E-M as in maryc.com. Okay, great. And I can recommend uh, the content in there. It's great. Well, Sam, it was really interesting to listening to your uh, ideas. And uh, thank you so much for sharing so generously your insights on the platforms and the tips and tricks and what you should think about when optimizing our paid social campaigns here. So thank you so much for your time and I wish you all the best and good luck with Effective. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Lead Generation Strategies for B2B tech companies. Don't forget to subscribe. You will find it where podcasts live. Discover how we can help you with your lead generation activities at brightvision.com.